This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio. I am your host. I am still Joseph Scrimshaw. This week's podcast is Young, Scrappy, and Hungry because it's all about the hit Broadway musical Hamilton. My guests are the Schuyler sisters of Hamilton fandom, except none of them are Peggy because otherwise they would disappear in the second half of the podcast. I have only been talking for like 30 seconds and I've already made two Hamilton jokes, so brace yourself for the rest of the podcast. Anyway, my guests are podcaster and host Emma Fife and my old pals, the comedy music duo known as Paul and Storm. As always, you'll also hear our co-producer Sarah Meyer interviewing random human beings around Los Angeles and seeing how they feel about Hamilton. Do they love the musical? Do they hate it? Do they think it's possible that anything could ever be better than cats? Is there any boring topic that can't be made more interesting by being a rap battle? We will find out. But before we dive deep into the exciting world of colonial-era hip-hop, I want to tell you about our portal. You can support all of the artists here on the Feral Audio Podcast Collective by shopping at Amazon through our portal. Just go to feralaudio.com, click the Support Our Artists button, and go buy anything on Amazon, and some of the money will go to supporting Feral Audio. Now, I don't want to just send you to Amazon to buy any old damn thing like waffle irons or condoms or waffle iron flavored condoms. No, I wanted to suggest something thematically appropriate to this podcast episode. So I looked up some fun, unique Hamilton related products. Here is the full title of the product I found Straight Out of Hamilton Canada Funny T shirt. Now, as you might be picturing in the theater of your mind, this is Indeed, a t-shirt featuring the famous logo of NWA's hit album and film, Straight Outta Compton, but for humor reasons, the word Compton has been replaced with Hamilton. Strangely, there are no reviews for this product, so let me offer one. This is terrible. I offer it no stars in one just sucking black hole. I mean, maybe there's something that I'm not understanding. The title of the product directly states that it's Canada funny. So maybe there's some cultural reference I'm missing that makes this t-shirt just fucking hilarious to Canadians. If not, I think this t-shirt owes Canada an apology. God knows Canadians have apologized to me for less, so I want to return the favor. If you are listening and you're Canadian, I apologize for the existence of this t-shirt. Unfortunately, in order to break this shirt down, I'm going to need to put on my pedantic hat, which is a product I wish I could actually buy on Amazon. In order to fully comprehend this t-shirt, we need to discuss the meaning of Straight Outta Compton. That title means, hey, we're coming at you out of this physical location from which we are located, which is called Compton. It does not mean, oh shoot, we had a supply of Comptons, which has now been depleted. Both of those interpretations are stupid when it comes to this Canada funny t-shirt. If the t-shirt means, oh shoot, we ran out of Hamilton's, that might work because it could be referencing Hamilton's appearance on the $10 bill. But it's not plural, so that's dumb, Scrimshaw said, adjusting his pedantic hat. But if it means we are out of one singular Hamilton, I guess that's true. We don't have Hamilton anymore because Aaron Burr shot him in 1804. So I guess this t-shirt could be funny if it was worn by Aaron Burr 
immediately after he shot Hamilton. Like, ha-ha, motherfuckers, you no longer have Hamilton because I murdered him in a duel. You're the worst, Burr. Now, the other interpretation, also known as the correct one, would be that the person wearing this Canada funny t-shirt physically emerged from Hamilton. So when you're wearing this t-shirt, you're saying, I have traveled back in time. I have somehow transmuted the laws of science and shrunk myself to a microscopic size, then injected myself into the body of Alexander Hamilton, and I'm just now coming out. Or maybe the owner of the t-shirt has managed to change the laws of biology, and they were actually birthed as an infant from the body of our nation's first secretary of the treasury and swaddled in early drafts of the Federalist Papers. Then, having been born of man, scientific miracle that you are, you then time-traveled perhaps through a portal, back to the modern day and celebrated your triumph over multiple laws of nature by wearing this stupid fucking zero-star t-shirt you bought on Amazon. Long story short, I can't recommend this t-shirt. Instead, I think you should travel through our portal and purchase this product. Historical Colonial Manwig Adult Standard Size the reviews of this item are largely positive, with the caveat that the wig only fits well if your head is huge, which seems totally appropriate for pretending to be a man from oldie times. But if buying thematically appropriate wigs on Amazon isn't your thing, I understand. You can also support Obsessed Podcasts by becoming a backer on Patreon for as little as one buck a month. Full info is on patreon.com slash Scrimshaw. Finally, shows. I do shows. I've got a bunch of stand-up shows and comedy talking coming up in Los Angeles, including the comedy game show about pop culture that I do with my pal Hal Lublin. It's called Head Cannon, and it's on Friday, June 3rd at Nerdist Showroom. I'm also doing a live episode of Obsessed in San Francisco at Doc's Lab on Wednesday, June 22nd. For tickets and full info on all my shows, go to josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. But now, sit back. Strap on your big old man wig and enjoy our obsession with the smash hit Broadway musical called Hamilton. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in the fancy Feral Audio Studios with three lovely human beings. And I have to clarify because guests keep giving me crap. I honestly think you're lovely. <laughs> there's, there's five of us in the room. Yeah, but three only... of us are lovely. Three <laughs> lovely people on the mic and two just human pieces of crap. <laughs> Stay tuned fine. to find out who they are. <laughs> After this break. Uh, all returning guests to Obsessed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. we have Emma Fife. That's me. I'm Emma Fife. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> you were last year, not that long ago, to talk I know, about your yeah, love of Sailor Moon. I know, to talk about Sailor Moon. And oh. uh, actually, when that episode posted, there were several people who tweeted at both of us being like, Joseph, please have Emma back to talk about Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she will stop talking to us about it? Was that the implied uh, thing? Maybe. That, that really could legitimately be it. I do tweet about Hamilton a lot. Yeah. <laughs> or are you explaining everything in Sailor Moon in Hamilton terms? Well, there was a conversation uh, regarding oh, some I- 
crossover. Which, which, Sailor, yeah. which Sailor Moon is which Hamilton character? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Don't we we're gonna play that game. We're, we're going to get along <laughs> <Okay>. just fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I was, you could hear my audible blinking and nodding because I had no idea what she was <laughs> yes, talking about. Not at all. Not on either topic <laughs> yes. at the time. No, now I'm, now I'm educated. I'm exactly. super educated. Exactly. I'm Hamilton woke now. <laughs> now I know what's going on. Uh, the other two lovely people in the room with me uh, are from the comedy and music duo Paul and Storm. We have Paul and Storm. Hello. Hey, Joseph. This hey. would be Paul for those of you doing uh, waveform references <laughs> later on. Mm. So you can identify me through voice fingerprint right. analysis. Right, for, right. The, for those who are obsessed with Pro Tools mm. and yes. how to use it. <laughs> Which has been an obsession on the podcast, in fact. Oh, it has? Yeah. Mike Furman, our good buddy oh, Mike Furman. Oh, of course right. Mike Furman. He is <laughs> obsessed, yeah. With editing away, and you guys, we did a live. Yeah, podcast. we did. A, we did a live one on. Uh, I w- It was. Uh, it was a multi-topic one. Yeah, I was, I was mm-hmm. uh, last Airbender. Yeah, and Storm uh, over you. I don't know. I I, just, I can't remember. It was. It was. Uh, I think eighties video games. It was. It was okay. Yeah, it was video I've, games. Many obsessions. Yeah. Excellent, excellent topics. Yeah. By the way, and I mostly just remember root beer because it's when I found out that Paul truly loved root beer. Can I just say uh, that it delights me to no end your very uh, Midwestern pronunciation mm-hmm. of root, <laughs> root beer. Right. Root beer. Yes. Like root yeah. beer? Is, root, is that root, more? Yeah, root, root, root beer is the way I grew, grew up pronouncing it. But yeah. that said, don't ever stop calling it root <laughs> no, beer. No, no, because yeah. that's like root cellar, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. I, I also like the emphasis on the T in the end of it, because I am from. I grew up in Connecticut where we don't pronounce middle T, so I say like root beer. Like okay. there's really no T in it at all. So, so if I really wanted to sound elegant, I would say root beer. Root beer. Give me a rubber. Well, great. That, I will add that to my list of shame. <laughs> I have like three three words that people have pointed out. No, 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 please. No, it's not quite no. like the, nah. the Canadian aboot. Yeah. It's not as bad as a boot. Oh, please, don't get us started on the aboot. <laughs> well, no, yeah. no, it's it is absolutely uh, it is it is charming and by yeah, by, by no means mm-hmm. make me. It no, is... I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. It's different, and I'm going to point it out and laugh at it. Oh, please do. But please it do. It is not yeah. a source of shame. It is a natural Midwestern thing to be ashamed of anything that makes you Midwestern. <laughs> In yourself, you're ashamed of it, and then when other people say mean things, then you're angry at them. Right, right. <laughs> I can hate me a lot, right. and everybody else should be nice to me. No, we won't be like all day long. Hey, Joseph, pronounce the word door. Door. And speaking of just being yourself and being proud of it, let's talk about Hamilton. Sure. Yeah. The thing we're here to talk about. Can one of you volunteer to describe Hamilton to somebody who has never seen it or heard it? I mean, it's. It's a hip hop musical about Alexander Hamilton. Like that's sort of the most layman terms that you can describe it in. Uh, so it's about the founding of the United States of America, and it recasts all of the founding fathers as persons of color. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's a pretty <laughs> solid summary. Yeah. Uh, Paul or Storm, do you have anything that you feel is essential to add to that basic definition that, of Hamilton? That covers it pretty well, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I just add that it it frames the events of the revolution and and what passed after. In, in fresh terms, so it sort of yeah. knocks it off the pedestal by putting it into this other form. Awesome. I just listened to it on Spotify yesterday. Mm-hmm. I have been following all of the hashtag jokes for six months. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly annoyed by the Star Wars ones. The where like, for ham. I get half of this joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good time in my life, by the way. I bet. Force for <laughs> ham. Yeah. Hashtag catch up, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I sat alone and I listened to Hamilton and I enjoyed it very, very much. I went through many different uh, emotions processes yes. yeah now let me ask you this, this is this is sort of a, a question you're gonna answer uh, as a representative of, of at least some of the audience are you do you consider yourself 
a musicals person? Like, are you are you either a fan of musicals? Do you enjoy them? Do they kind of are they off putting to you? What's they your take? kind of bug me. I love okay. many songs from musicals because mm-hmm. I learned them from Frank Sinatra and Ella Fitzgerald and being fans of the songs. Sure. Okay. I then right. I. Did a, I spent a lot of my creative life in theater. I can't sing, and I've starred in three musicals. <laughs> <laughs> I've been around musicals a lot. So you just sort of Rex Harrison your yeah, way through any say. song? Uh-huh. Yeah, there was one where we just had the conceit of, it's funny that this guy can't sing, because uh-huh. I have a big, strong voice and can do deep, great, yeah. amazing mm-hmm. notes and hold them for a long time. It's just not the right note. Right. <laughs> so if you get the, the audience on board with it, they're like, hey, it's kind of fun. But, yeah, so the beginning of Hamilton was hard for me because it was so we're doing theater now yeah. it, it had a very yeah, much very, yeah. the the part of theater that's hard to get past of just the initial stupidity of like we're all in the same room and you guys are kind of pretending we're not here and a <laughs> yeah. little bit of the, the cheesiness of a musical that I was was not expecting it, it felt a little bit like drama school cool mm-hmm. and then by the end of the, yeah. the musical I was totally invested it. and I th- yeah. really loved is, it this is an interesting thing I run into among the many Hamilton proselytizers out there if I'm pronouncing <laughs> that word incorrectly I probably am it was a midwestern pronunciation <laughs> <laughs> people who are enthusiastic about Hamilton such as ourselves in this room I yeah. think uh, some sometimes they they forget that not everybody just embraces a musical <laughs> well, no matter what. Except yeah. that that for me, like in high school musicals, yes. Mm-hmm. But much as like Game of Thrones sort of ba- brought me back to fantasy writing, I just mm-hmm. departed. And said that's dumb. That's for babies. <laughs> yeah. I'd sort of gone that way with musicals, but Hamilton, I think, because it was so different. Uh, than yeah. what I'd heard, it wasn't yeah. bombastic mm-hmm. in the and cloying the way so many musicals of late have been. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I I totally agree with you because I mean, I, you know, I uh, my degree is in musical theater and I was super into musicals for so long that was like my whole life. Yeah. And then after I moved out to L.A., I just kind of got involved in lots of other things and wasn't really keeping up with the musical theater scene. And then I remember seeing a promo for Hamilton. This was when it was off-Broadway still. Mm-hmm. And watching just a little bit of it and going, oh my god, this is this is something really cool yeah. and, and different. Mm-hmm. I'm back, baby. I'm yeah. yeah <laughs> back in the arms of musical totally. theater. So I, I wanted to ask you guys each how you got hooked. Why did it speak Molly to Lewis. you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our wonderful friend Molly Lewis. Who does the music for Yeah, us. Molly Lewis name checked nine minutes and 13 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Storm, we'll start with you. So Molly turned you on to it? Well, Paul was the first one to turn me on to the vector. And it's one of those things where you get hit from a couple of directions. And I've been talking with Molly. And in the middle of a, con- a text conversation, unbidden, she just says, Hamilton, right? <laughs> and I wasn't sure there's a venue in my hometown, Washington, D.C., called The Hamilton, and there was some other Hamilton, so I basically quizzed her, and then she gave me over text her. I, I'm sure now that she has a whole standard dissertation to convert people, <laughs> but basically saying, you have to get on this was, before it everybody the, it does. It was the Molly Lewis Hamilton Jack Chick tract. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but she said, basically, everybody's going to be into this. Get on this now, and I did, and it was... I'd say a month before it suddenly became broken wide open. Okay. Not yeah. as early as seeing it uh, when yeah. it was in public theater. Yeah. And why does it speak to you? Why do you like it? I love history. That's yeah. huge for me. I like pop music. And certainly, uh, I think most of it fits into that category in there. And wordplay. And those things together, uh, just magic. And then on top of it, great characters. So I'm yeah. all in. Nice, nice. How about you, Paul? Uh, for me, I had, uh, all my life I've been kind of a musical theater dilettante. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, like more into it than probably 80% of the public. But like the people who are really into musicals, I can't 
quite keep up. But I, you know, I generally am familiar with what's been and what's going on. Yeah. And I knew about Lin Manuel Miranda, who wrote right. the words and music and book for Hamilton. Uh, I'd I'd never listened to, but I was familiar with In the mm-hmm. Heights. Uh, and then I found out he did he did the lyrics for there was a there was a couple of years where uh, Neil Patrick Harris hosted the Tony Awards okay. and did a fabulous job. Yeah. With it. And there was one year where he did a particularly wonderful number called mm-hmm. Bigger that was just this incredible, huge number that must have been like a five minute uh, thing in Radio City Music yeah. Hall. And I found out that Lin-Manuel that Miranda awesome. wrote the words that. to this thing. Oh, OK. Uh, and that first hooked me. And then uh, nearly concurrent with that, he also wrote a musical version of a story that had been on This American Life. They were doing a live This American Life showing that was being simulcast in theaters. They do that every so often. And they took this story and musicalized it. Uh, it was called 21 Chump Street. And it was the story of a, <laughs> uh, a young high school student uh, who meets a girl who turns out to be an undercover police officer and ends up selling her drugs. And it's his point of view and her point of view. You know, This American Lifey, mm-hmm. but done mm-hmm. in yeah. music. Mm-hmm. And it was charming as hell and it was smart and it was funny. And that kind of got me hooked onto him Genuinely, so I was seeing the buzz when Hamilton was coming around, and as I started hearing clips and seeing video clips here and there, that was really when I I hopped on the Hamilton train pretty hard. And does it speak to you because of just your interest in musical theater, or is it something deeper for you? To a degree, again, as Storm said, it it took this interesting form. There have been other musicals that have tried incorporating hip-hop music, and I certainly know very little about hip-hop. Yeah, same. Uh, (laughs) But the musical was so smart and dense I mean, there's, famously, there's like 27,000 words okay. in Hamilton, which is longer than just about everything in Shakespeare except Hamlet. And a lot of novels, too. <laughs> and a lot yeah. of novels. And, and even some blog posts. Yeah. And, yeah. But, <laughs> most blog posts. But it, it is that great combination of it's telling this compelling story. It's history, which I also love. It's these interesting characters, but told, given a, an interesting and new twist to, yeah. to a number of them and telling this story of the founding of America that most of us know pretty well, but not from this particular yeah. perspective. Yeah. And it's using this format of hip-hop, adapting it for musical theater. It's not straight-ahead pure hip-hop. Then no. This is a complaint yeah. you get from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just watered-down hip-hop for white people. Well, no, it's using the no. vehicle of hip-hop. It's not the same thing, though. It's doing it in, yeah. in theater, and it, it's not trying to do the same things that lots of regular hip-hop yeah, are trying to do. But it, I believe it is doing it authentically. It's mm-hmm. not just, hey, what are the kids into these days? Rappity rap <laughs> music? Let's... Cop that. That's yeah. what the kids say, right? <laughs> that's what made me feel weird when I was first listening to it. Of like, well, that's a killer hook, and like, I I like hip hop. I listened to a decent amount of it, and it's like yeah. that's some great hip hop. And then there'd be like at the end of a song, a little musical theater, bump. Yeah, we're yeah. done rapping now. <laughs> it's, like, it's such a contrast. Yeah. But yeah. that was like it was just the confluence right. of it's it's hip hop music. It is musical theater, and it's mixing this all in this huge bowl yeah. so well. Like it just makes so many smart and right choices. And hip hop is just one of the tools that he deploys when necessary. And we'll probably get to this later. I've now <laughs> read the biography that inspired it, but that Hamilton himself, he was always writing, always thinking, and it was. Just incessant words, yeah. words, words. So hip hop, it's the same way. Nice, and yeah. that it just makes sense that it would express that way. Yeah. So Emma, I know how you found out about it. Yeah. Why does it speak to you? To me, okay. So I, 
also really love history. I had a really good AP U.S. history teacher when I was in high school, and so I was very into kind of the the founding of uh, the United States of America. Interestingly enough, I actually knew a little about Alexander Hamilton, more than I think the average person pre the Hamilton musical phenomenon knew, because I had a friend in high school who was obsessed with Alexander (laughs) Hamilton. (laughs) Weirdly enough, my friend Leanne Stunkel, if she's listening to this, uh, she would just constantly talk to me about Alexander Hamilton. She's like, huh. well, Alexander Hamilton was so smart and he was right and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, Leanne, <laughs> sounds great. And, uh, it's, and it's one of those stories where, like, if you were to write a fictional tale of sure. a founder of America, yeah. you would turn it into someone. They'd be like, you can dial this back a little bit. Yeah. This is a little far-fetched. Yeah. Like, okay, so... So you're upset about the $10 bill thing way before Hamilton. Way before, way way, way before, absolutely. So when the musical Hamilton came out, I was basically like, all right, well, obviously I need to check this out because I'm curious basically why she was so obsessed with this person. Because her just telling me about it didn't connect with me in the way that the musical does. Um, The other thing for me that, so I remember the, the album dropped on Spotify and iTunes like at the end of September last year and I was coming back from a convention in Salt Lake City and we listened to Hamilton like on the way back to LA and I remember just feeling like I mean part of the reason is I I connect so much I think with Hamilton as a person and a character I think anybody who's sort of in a profession where they're really trying to sort of pave their own way totally gets that kind of obsessive incessant Trying basically, that yeah. Hamilton I mean, the does. beginning of Hamilton sounds like he's going to start a Patreon. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> so like, oh, if had it, if it had existed, yes. he is so indie startup, and his whole to- perspective yeah, is totally. indie startup. He totally yeah. would have. But on top of that, I, I mean, one of the reasons that that I really love this show so much is because there are such great roles for women in it. As someone who grew up doing musical theater my entire life. I always felt that most of the girl characters left something to be desired. And I don't feel that way about any of the principal Mm -hmm. females in Hamilton. Uh, I mean, especially Angelica. Just I remember the first time I listened to Satisfied and the end of the song, I was just like, oh, my God, I'm hurt. That's just. (laughs) And it's true. And it's true to the history. It is. It's something that gets left out. Oh, it totally is. It totally is. And I mean, it was so interesting. I think all the stuff that they did with Eliza as well, like especially after the Reynolds pamphlet, because basically I remember my roommate asking me because, of course, like I I did have a little bit of context for the actual historical figures right. in Hamilton, where she did not. She just mm. came into it because she loved the musical so much. And I remember her asking me, she's like, so how long were Eliza and uh, Alexander separated for? And I was like, oh, no, nobody knows. Sure. Nobody knows because she didn't, because she always denied that anything happened. So that lyric, when she says, I'm erasing myself from the narrative, is like, that. I mean, that's true. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, Speaking of erasing from the narrative, <laughs> what is the deal with, Peggy. Is she meant to be like a little sad sack? Like, yeah, uh, kind of. She, I mean, uh, she's like, the, yeah. She yeah. just disappears. Well, I, I haven't seen the musical. I don't know if there's more in no, the No, she musical. basically just yeah, disappears. Yeah, she disappears. Okay. 
she was, I think, a composite to some degree because there yeah. were even more Skylar sisters, and in real there life, were. she was just as wild as all of the Skylar sisters <laughs> okay. for their day. Yeah. When Lynn Manuel Miranda was writing the show, that song, the Skylar sisters, came much, much later because initially we weren't going to even meet them until okay. the Winter's Ball. But he decided, oh, what if you know there were some conversations that happened that basically is like, oh, what if we saw the girls like before Hamilton? He's like, oh, that's a great idea, and so he wrote the Skylar sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Peggy herself, uh, Margarita Schuyler, actually was – she died before Hamilton did. Like oh, okay. she, Yeah, she died. Well, she in, had, I believe disease. she had gone on – she'd married yeah, – uh, I believe she, married uh, Mary Rich. I yeah, she, yeah mm-hmm. she did. Uh, to, she got married to uh, Philip von Rensselaer, which is weird because they were Rensselaers somewhere down the line, so they were probably okay. distant cousins. Well, that but, should yeah. have been a bonus song. Just yeah. <laughs> Peggy died. I mean, she gets – Well, bear in mind, the musical, come back the musical the, is already two hours and 45 true, minutes long. Yes. True, and true. I do, yeah, as soon as I, I tweeted yesterday that I finally listened to Hamilton <laughs> and I got one or two responses that was like, it's great, I love it, but I do have some criticisms from a, a feminist perspective. So it's cool to hear your perspective. And oh, one of them is that, for my two cents, I feel like I just want to acknowledge that those criticisms are out there. And for my two cents, yeah. it feels like – there are distinct efforts to tell a story that is historically male mm-hmm. and definitely include women in the narrative. Yeah. I- except for Peggy. But <laughs> 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 well, she was Peggy. meant to be a foil to, yeah. hey, we're here in the city, but it was part of the mindset at the time. No, no, we want to be more cautious. Yeah. Okay. That's true of everyone on the whole. Interesting. Yeah. Paul, I wanted to ask you, because yes. you are the one in this room who has been in the room, right? You've seen it. I have. I have been, in, been the in the room where it happened. Right? Yeah. Yeah. First quote. First quote. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, have, I have, yes. I want to hear about that general experience, and I want to know if there are jazz hands at any point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe jazz hands are required by law. <laughs> it's part of uh, hip-hop, you right? You can't have a musical without jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, I mean, it was, it was tremendous. It was, I try, you know, you, you try not to get let yourself get overhyped, and so I was I, I tried to go into it pretty chill and bear in mind also as if I wasn't hyped up enough originally my family and I were supposed to go the day of the big New York blizzard oh wow and they had like we went yeah we knew snow was coming we had hotel rooms and everything so we weren't like trapped on the streets in New York you know nobody knew it was going to be quite as much snow as it was and they didn't cancel the Broadway shows until an hour before curtain. Oh, so you were so there. we had like we were right you there were in the and city. so oh, close. Man. Like half the cast was already at the theater. Was everyone just outside crying? The room where it happens. There were a lot of not happy people. Yeah. yeah, I bet. But uh, so luckily, I managed to get tickets for a month later, uh, as opposed to because I'm famous and awesome. Um, <laughs> we got a Lin Manuel retweet out of that, though. We did. That's true. That was the first Lin Manuel retweet, yeah. which is a very uh, that's that's been a quest for some yeah. time. <laughs> he retweeted that you were sad that you couldn't get in, or you were happy I, that you got we, back. We in. had an exchange, and and one of us wrote, "Snow doesn't discriminate," which is oh yeah, yeah of course. A play on yeah, it, and he, yeah. he got a kick out of that. Oh, so. nice, yeah. nice. Do people sing along? Uh, I have heard reports that this, not as as a whole, they do yeah. not. I had a friend who went who sat next to someone who sang through most of the first act. Oh, that would annoy Ooh. me. And that would no really end. have annoyed me. Luckily, yeah. I, I didn't encounter that, and it certainly didn't seem like there was, you know, murmurings yeah. coming from the theater. I think it's it's sort of overwhelming enough of an experience. Okay. Everybody, for the most part, realizes we have paid a whole hell of a lot of money to be here. Let's actually be here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think one of the fascinating and genius things about it is that it is entirely accessible through the album. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. So it's it's a different experience where you want to be there to see it, even, but you can come with such so much more knowledge than a normal theatrical experience. Yeah. Yeah, uh, There's really, there's basically one and a half songs that are not on the soundtrack that are Mm. there in the theater. Are are they about Peggy? (laughs) (laughs) That's what amazes me is that it breaks the rule that nowadays, unless you have a video element, unless it's short, it's not going to spread. Yeah. But Hamilton, despite that being this two-hour commitment, has done that. Yeah, it's fascinating to me. There's, uh, yeah, it was, and it was, there's... I don't want to say there's two schools of thought, but you know there's people who like to go into musical or a, a theater event knowing as much as they can yes. about it, specifically a musical, like whether they if they've listened to the music or they want to go in cold, and they're yeah. both valid yeah. experiences, yeah. and I've done it both ways, and it really depends on the show. I obviously went into Hamilton knowing all of yeah. the music, but my wife didn't. I mean, she knew it, mm-hmm. but not nearly to the extent I did, and it yeah. was uh, I, I went in because I had heard so much about what an incredible experience it is as a live event as yeah. well. It's so well-directed mm-hmm. and well-performed yeah. that I wanted to be able to not spend part of my brain struggling to decode, okay, this is that person, right, and this is where we are in the story. Right. I, what word is he saying there? Mm-hmm. I didn't quite get that. That could all be sort of secondary yeah. to me, and I could just appreciate the the performance and presentation yeah. itself. So having, was... having been able to listen to it and know those things, were there any moments where you're like, I would have blocked that or set that scene differently? No, like you had blocked I'm it not, in your head differently? I'm not that guy. <laughs> I uh, I'm not quite that big of a douche, <laughs> but no, it really. I mean, it was, and it's. I mean, that is the thing about this show. As far as I'm concerned, it is this incredible confluence of so many people making so many right choices and also being in the right place at the right time. Like Lin Manuel Miranda, I believe, is at sort of the perfect age to have written this. He is the right person to have written it because he, like Hamilton, is sort of this manic guy who mm-hmm. just has to keep going yeah. okay. and really wants to do and do and do and write and write and write. They had just the right director. They have this incredible cast who all have known each other from other productions and it just locks in. And it's just, I mean, I i just saw, had seen my daughter's junior high class went to go see Aladdin. Okay. Oh, two okay. weeks earlier, huh. and I got—I was a chaperone on that, so I got to see that, and that was a wonderful. You know, it's—it's it's, you know, it's Disney. Yeah. It was a yeah. great, mm-hmm. fun, it's a spectacle. interesting it's fun. spectacle yeah. experience, but it was—you know—it was theme parky. Yeah. yeah, everybody mm-hmm. just stands in the correct place so they're easily visible and all that. Well, it's yeah, not, just it's sort not... of it's it's it wasn't about the sort of moving theater experience. It's like it is time for the I want song, so they're gonna sing the I want song and now <laughs> right. here's some big blinkly lights right. and right. here's okay. a guy doing some funny pratfalls. Right. And... Okay, children, hold out your hands and you'll get your cookie. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, right, and right. again, not that that's an invalid form of theater or anything, but no. it was definitely sort of a very different passive experience or it happened at you. Okay. Uh, and you just sort of yes, this is here. Mm. Here are here. It was it was sort of the musical equivalent of jingling keys in front of a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. You know, it's wonderful songs, mm. but it's not like I took the experience home with me and was moved and changed. It was just wow. Okay. Some of those performers were really great. Yeah, and I know those songs from twenty years ago. <laughs> um, but Hamilton is raw. Hamilton just I mean it just grabs you. It's cool. just this. It's so. Uh, is that a verb? Yeah. Uh, it, is it is now. It just yeah. it, it, It's it, all of the above. <laughs> yeah, it just you can't you, you really have to I think work to not really get involved in it, especially while you're just listening to it even but especially while you're there. 
Yeah. It's just cool. right there in front of you, and it will not yeah. let you go. So in terms of being involved with it, Storm, I wanted to ask you, and Emma, it sounds like you have more of a historical background as well. Mm-hmm. Do the historical inaccuracies bother you? Are no. you, like, rocking away and then, like, well, technically? No. <laughs> no, I was, that was part of why I wanted to get into it. And it's funny, you were talking about really being deep in history. I just went through a period where I read most of the founders' biographies, but I didn't read oh, Hamilton. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. And so it, it covered this gap, and I did want to know, oh, is that really how it happened? And it seemed like they went pretty deep into some of the political issues of the era. Most of that was true, even Mm -hmm. if not beat for beat. It was amazing how he was able to condense these very complex things, which certainly branched out further, but to their essences and present them in a way that in the musical you could say, yeah, you can get a deeper historical understanding of it. And it's a normal thing to create composite characters because there's simply far too many people in anyone's yeah. lives to show them all. So, sorry, Peggy, you're not going to be <laughs> <a princess. laughs> Peggy is a victim of oh, history. The theme of this podcast, yeah. I think, is sorry, Peggy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, the historical inaccuracies don't bother me because I you know, was thinking about, for example, the Schuyler family. There were like 13 children, yeah. and they did have an older brother. But it's such, it, it like, as, in terms of a dramatic narrative choice, it's way way stronger choice to not have any brothers. Yeah, that would be a really long song, too. Exactly. Like, and Steve, and Cynthia, <laughs> and Miranda. Yes. And the one thing that, that disappointed me, but of course is forgivable, is the conceit that Alexander Hamilton met Angelica, the right. whole party sequence. Yes, yes. That was a necessary thing to do, but it's, it was true to the emotion. Absolutely. That he had met Eliza first and later met Angelica, and maybe if he had met Angelica first, and there was clearly yeah. attraction there. Yeah. Okay, so that is historically accurate, that there was attraction between There was oh, even absolutely. speculation, yeah. Yeah. unbased speculation, probably from his political foes, that he may have actually had a tryst with Angelica. Okay. Uh, but it's probably not true. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and some of the correspondence between uh, Eliza and Angelica. So in Helpless, there's a lyric where Angelica has says to Eliza, I'm just saying if you really loved me, you would share them. And there is actually correspondence between the two sisters where Eliza writes to Angelica, well, you know, if you truly were as generous as the old Romans, you might lend him to me for a little while. Oh, yeah, wow. oh I, went, I went down a bender of reading <laughs> the correspondence between these actual people. I thought you were going to stop go with just saying now. bender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually just finished the biography and I want to start doing that. Go to the source material yeah. and start reading the letters which were compiled by yeah. Eliza after his death. And it yeah. Was her life. Part of her life's mission. Uh, yeah. I want to write a musical about you obsessing. <laughs> Storm won't stop reading. Yeah. He won't stop reading. He won't yeah. stop reading. Yeah. <laughs> it's my life, man. That is my life. Uh, yeah. Emma, I wanted to ask you in particular, yeah. but you guys feel free to jump in too. So I had the weird relationship with the character of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read the Wikipedia summary sure. and then I listened to the music because I wanted, like Paul, I wanted to have that bass right. before I just listened to the the music and experience. And I was like. He's kind of, it sounds like he's pretty awesome. Like, maybe too awesome. Like, if he was in a Star Wars movie, people would be like, (laughs) (laughs) Hamilton's a Mary Sue or a Gary Stu. (laughs) He's too good at everything. But then... The, go ahead. I was going to say, this is, this is the thing uh, about Alexander Hamilton is I actually find him to be unbelievably flawed. Oh, and yeah. that's, that's what I was going to ask you. Why I love him so much is because he is so flawed and he is his own undoing. And, and that's one of the reasons that I relate so much to the character because I think anybody that is incredibly driven like there is this part of you that thinks you are your own worst enemy and that you are constantly sabotaging yourself 
which we see Hamilton do throughout the show. Yeah, but he was by by the historical accounts from the one book I've read. Uh, <laughs> tru- truly remarkable. Like his yeah. con- contemporaries would say, this guy is is head and shoulders above everybody. The yeah. sheer volume of what he did, the breadth, and that how hard he worked on every facet and. In, Indeed, he he was also very good at undoing himself. Yeah. yeah, and I was affected by all that as it went through. It was like, oh, okay, so he's not oh, perfect. Yeah. But then by the end, and, and I wrote this down because I was writing questions as I was listening because it really, really affected me as a married man, I think he might be the worst husband ever. Like, he's a... Uh, well, in terms well, of his flaws, uh, he's a real bad... Here's what he does. I wrote it down. <laughs> I, <laughs> I got obsessed with this. Before he's even married, he's already in love with his wife's sister. <laughs> Then he can't even keep it in the family. He cheats on her with an entirely different woman. Then he encourages his son to have a duel in his own honor, even giving him guns, and then says, don't defend yourself, though. And then he gets himself into a duel and doesn't bother to tell his wife about it. That string of... Poor husbandly well, choices in particular. Fair, very much like that last item. I have occasionally mm. gone down to the kitchen late at night and eaten <laughs> a half pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream and not yeah, told my wife, which I think is pretty totally much like getting and, into, and, and getting and into who, a duel. And who among us hasn't sent our son to die in a duel? Yeah. <laughs> in video games, yeah. yeah. <laughs> tons, yeah, tons. I, I mean, the thing is Would that you want to be married to Hamilton? The sad part is yes. <laughs> like, like that's the thing that I also acknowledge is extremely flawed about myself because he is so fascinating and charismatic and smart and, you know, just smarter than everybody else. So driven and passionate about what he does. Like that is so, so attractive to me that I 100 percent get why all the women in this musical are in love with him. Okay, I think I'm just damaged because then I watched Lemonade with my wife. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hell of a day for me yesterday. And it does seem like Eliza made exactly that calculus. Like, yes, there there, are got to be these things that happen, but to to be around someone like that who is shaping history, I'd marry him. Yeah, (laughs) do you think he's a good husband? You're a married man. I think he's a handful to have lived with. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, Hamilton. (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's a very human husband that's that's for sure good husband yeah. uh i mean you know i'm basing it off of two hours of a musical right and <laughs> the one third of the way i am through the hamilton biography itself but uh i don't, I don't think it was a great husband but i think he certainly loved his family yeah. he, was, he was a flaw, yeah. very flawed yeah. human being who mm-hmm. loved his his loved ones and that's yeah. you look at anybody who's ambitious or has risen to power or had power i think you find that time and again and that's just another question like can you be someone who has that impact mm-hmm. without sacrificing some part of your personal life and the people that that are loved ones yeah, yeah i think maybe what's powerful about it is we're used to hearing that story you can watch it on like any episode of old episode of biography of like yeah, yeah. this the star is gonna be a jerk up to a point and put family second up to a point that's a familiar narrative mm-hmm. but the fact that we do also have the woman's voice literally saying how about you spend some time with us? Yeah. yeah. How about you don't get my son killed? <laughs> How about you stop cheating on me? <laughs> How about you should have told me about this duel, asshole? It gives it a little bit more weight to actually be able to see the other side and see the damage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but much better than Jefferson or Burr. So, you know, yeah. he gets a pass. Stupid yeah. Burr. Uh, <laughs> that was my next question. Oh, I was curious about you guys' favorite lyrics. Do you have favorite lyrics? 
Well, uh, one of possible? my one of my favorite rhymes is when uh, they rhyme ruinous with doing this. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. That uh, counts. Which is in Tendal Commandments. Uh, Gosh, how, where do you for even the, begin? For me, like the entirety of uh, Lafayette's rap and guns. Oh, and shit. Yes! oh that's great. Yes. Yeah. Phenomenal, and yeah. I am not such a completist that I can just rattle it off. Instead, okay. I'll just tell yeah. you—you know—the thing I would recommend to anyone listening to this podcast who has not listened to Hamilton yet: first of all, do it in one shot. Give yourself two and a half yeah. hours. Do it all in one shot. And also uh, online, if you want to search for Hamilton musical lyrics, the I think it's on Atlantic Records or whoever mm-hmm. actually publishes the album. This, the album, the cast album. They have the lyrics posted, you know, oh, complete wow. lyrics posted, mm-hmm. and they are linked by uh, the system called uh, Genius, where you can annotate yeah. lyrics or articles or anything. It's amazing. And the, all the lyrics are annotated with all of these different notes, some of them by Lin-Manuel or confirmed by Lin-Manuel, but very thorough sort of some of them are references you know here is why I wrote this particular rhyme because it came out of a Busta Rhymes song Mm. or it's reminiscent of this song by Tupac or this is a reference to this musical. Some of it is sort of more depth history on, well, this isn't exactly how this particular part happened, but here is you know this person that is referred oh, to. Awesome. Here's a link, and yeah. it's just it's very thoroughly annotated that way, and it's fascinating. But even if you're not reading the annotations, it's nice to have the lyrical reference so you know who is singing the first time through, so you don't you know you don't spend that initial 20 minutes of trying to figure out okay right that's okay that's Burr singing right now right yeah. wait is this is this Madison or is this Jefferson singing wait who are they who's in the room right now <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and for me I found that very helpful cool. as well like from a songwriter's perspective not just is it lots of really clever dense rhymes but just the fact the way the vowels and consonants mm-hmm. are constructed the way to for, to actually just sort of the flow basically mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. of the lyrics is so incredible and smartly done and, and natural and natural mm-hmm. like the, the the lyrics make sense you don't hear uh, I always hate we we call it sweaty or you can hear this you can hear the songwriter when there's a a, a particular lyric like where you can hear them sort of sitting in their room typing going tee hee hee I'm so clever <laughs> oh okay um, yeah and while there's clever stuff you don't it's not like you're hearing the songwriter constantly in there and so just to, yeah. to have all that working at once and it seems it. like when there's clever stuff it's coming from a clever character who is performing within the context yeah. like there's an audience there yeah. in the song I yeah. agree like I just said a clever thing on purpose for me yeah. the the height of that uh, is the uh, the cabinet meeting which is oh, basically my God, it's a debate so set to music and yeah. rhyme it's so natural but it's incredible that he can create something that sounds great is fun to listen along and sing along to but also the reasoning is so tight mm-hmm. and clever and it has the thing where there's bragging and all of these earmarks it's of a it. rap battle yeah, yeah it's yeah, a rap it battle totally a rap but battle. it is yeah. absolutely a spot-on debate and it's stuff like the cabinet meeting and right-hand man that make me super jazzed about american history yeah it's, like, it's stuff that you know when i was actually learning it in history class i was like okay so there was a war and george washington was the general and he was great and then Who, after, by the way the only unflawed mm-hmm. character in the oh, entire george musical washington yeah. george washington, george washington yeah. is the like still comes across as the greatest human being who ever lived yeah. in america it's true, it's true. i actually yeah. had a conversation with somebody recently about how we should just have zombie george washington for president <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also uh, uh, and another one of those incredible little choices, uh, the Christopher Jackson, yeah, the Chris guy who Jackson. plays yeah. uh, Washington and has played Washington the entire way through yes. from the first workshop, wow. is also 
like this incredibly good looking man and yeah. he's a good three to four inches taller than the rest of the cast. <laughs> so he just has there's this imposing figure as Washington was in real life and he just yeah. absolutely commands the stage. Like, yeah. That's so great so to wonderful. hear because that was my favorite lyric was in the cabinet battle as well. Uh, I believe it's the second one where they're fighting about whether or not they should support France. France, yeah. And then Washington comes in. It just, it's so yeah. aggressive and in a sort of stereotypical great hip hop way of like no, motherfuckers, I'm telling yeah. you what is happening yeah. now. Pounding it, pounding it, pounding it, and then it ends on the line, draft a statement of neutrality. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, like, the combination of the, like, most yeah. aggressive in your face, no, motherfuckers, so I made, I'm in charge and I made a decision, and my decision is, eh, let's not do anything. <laughs> That's what I love Tell is them, that in, in the day it probably felt like that to them, yeah. even if they yeah. didn't express it as a rap battle. Probably mm-hmm. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think that captures the kind of passion with which these early historical figures were arguing these issues that ultimately ended up beginning to shape this nation. So. Yeah, yeah. And eventually leading to the Civil War, but sure, that's yeah, another thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there were little hints of that. That's for another generation like, to worry about. I was like, that's another musical, and it's really bad. <laughs> Are there other topics that you guys would like to hear uh, made exciting by rap battles? Frederick Law Olmsted. Mm. <laughs> Tell me more. This no, no, no. That's a whole, other, that's a whole, whole, whole separate episode Don't open of that. Obsessed. Don't open that. <laughs> it, we've talked about this before offline, right? Yeah, this we have. Is, you, you've done some research for... Oh, yeah, yeah. I've done yeah. Okay. quite a lot of research <laughs> yeah. about Frederick Law Olmsted. Just email storm at paulandstorm.com. <laughs> <laughs> but same thing, sort of a, even less luminary, but sort of lost to history character, which I loved about Hamilton. Yeah. I feel like if you, you could make anything interesting, it was saying on Wikipedia that there is actual, like, there are changes in education because of Hamilton, but specifically because of those rap battles. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think because they portray the conflict of history mm-hmm. and also the insults, because those yeah. they're both on point of, like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm arguing my point while also pointing out to everyone in the room that you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's probably his, his premature death that sort of made him fall off to a great degree. It's amazing that he even went on as much as he did, which I think speaks to how big an impact he had. But most of the other founders, they became the the ripened statesmen and anything that was controversial or more flawed about them sort of fell off because everybody felt like, yeah, we're going to make everyone look good at this point and their proxies and their families that it was in their interest to make them look good. But uh, in answer to your question, I would love to hear some rap battles about really mundane topics like (laughs) mustard versus ketchup on a hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) And just make it really personal somehow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like really like high stakes. Yeah, it's like between brothers. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're going to kill each other over mustard <laughs> and ketchup. Uh, the Glass-Steagall uh, financial regulations. Oh, yeah. that's, that's I would ripe. like. Because that Glass-Steagall, that's fun to say. That's fun to spit. Glass-Steagall. Yeah, yeah rhy- rhymes with seagull. I mean, <laughs> beagle. Mm-hmm. Steven Seagull? No, almost. <laughs> almost nailed almost. it. Uh, would you be bummed out if Hamilton led to, it's this fresh, raw thing now, but if it led to like lots of YouTube videos of like, stiff attempts at rap battles to teach the kids the history. Would that be a bummer? I think yes, probably. (laughs) Just because, again, we touched on it before that Lin-Manuel Miranda was absolutely the right person to take on this project because there is so much of a resemblance between himself and the actual historical figure, Alexander Hamilton. So I think in the hands of somebody else that doesn't, like, Get it in the yeah. way that he does. Yeah, yeah. It's, it just. It, my name's Ben Franklin, ex- and I have a hankering ex- for learning ex- about electricity. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't need that in our world. No, no. Yeah. please delete Only that. It's, from yeah. uh, podcast. No, that no. one's that's your new ringtone yeah. for me. <laughs> it's uh, podcast irony gold, but is it sincere yeah, education? It's, it's, it's like we were talking about before. Uh, the authenticity of it is really right. What'll diff- yeah, that will certainly be a huge bummer, as it would be for any topic. Whether yeah. you know, if, if somebody's trying to sort of incorporate hip hop, that it has no, you know, it has no meaning to the people creating it, and it has no real link to the reason why they're using it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- that's a great point, the The authenticity of it. I think that's what, I didn't recognize it at the time, but I think that's what got me past the strange musical theaterness of it to be like, oh, wow, this writer, this performer truly cares about this mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, has a lot of deep ideas under the surface. Yeah, I mean, it's music he grew up with, and it's the music that, you know, it, it spoke to him, so it wasn't yeah. just this mercenary, you know, what are the kids listening to? Or, <laughs> we need yeah. to get young people in the theater so let's make rippity raps yeah like it resonated with him i guess from what i've read he was on summer vacation Mm -hmm. and reading this biography and it just clicked that these things made sense together yeah Yeah. that's great that's great i like uh to ask people sometimes the uh sort of personal questions that dive out of the topic so i want to ask you guys some hamilton related personal questions is there anything that you would duel over (laughs) The pronunciation of root beer. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? I would probably, I'm ashamed of myself that I get this worked up over it. I would. I might duel over the pronunciation of Jif versus. Yeah, that's Jif. where I was going. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's our our fatal. That's final our that's showdown. our Burr Hamilton. Yeah, when it you, comes down, you guys disagree. We yes, do. we do. Yeah, I'm Team Jif. Uh-oh. Gif. All okay. The way. Oh, me. I'm, on, I'm on the right team. <laughs> okay, Paul. Why? Because. The don't don't open this box. Okay. <laughs> Put that in Frederick Law. I will try and give you the corner. thirty second. Ver- I will yes. try and keep my argument. Just to the the peek into the sliding doors version of the podcast where my, we go. My the, the crux of my position is the creator of it, whether he was right or wrong, said this is how you should pronounce it, and I believe that's what makes. Well, you know, regardless of whether people are going to pronounce it GIF or GIF, yeah. the right way. Mm. Still, to me, is going to be GIF because right. of that. Now, and I will also fully say that. It also feels right to me because I spent my entire life in my brain pronouncing, pronouncing it, it that <laughs> way. Yeah. And okay. that's ultimately, yeah. I think, what it comes down to. Yeah. I'm not going to do counter arguments because <laughs> this will take forever. Just say yeah. I, I vehemently disagree. <laughs> and leave it that's because you are. Uh, Stop! A, yeah. Stop! <laughs> no, You've me. had your piece, <laughs> and and we can leave right. it at that. Talk I really, that. I like it's this because I'm yeah. a strict constructionist. That's right, <laughs> which we all know is bullshit. Get out there! Right? Get out How do you read the Second Amendment, Paul? Uh, well, I believe we still need a well-regulated GIF militia. Thank you very much. That was my favorite rap battle ever. <laughs> Storm walked in and said, Hello, my name is Storm, and I'm here to say you're wrong. <laughs> oh, you, do you yeah. want us to do this? No, no, no. It's great. It's great. I'm, I'm uh, ready to do it. <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm having a hard time not throwing myself in. I understand. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so you guys you guys would maybe shoot over that. Would you fire into the air as a form I would, of that, honor? Yeah. I would fire into the air, but I would go to my death claiming it's Jim. Okay. I, would, I would not necessarily die for it. But, but I would die for your right to defend. To, I would die for your right to pronounce it, GIF. But you'd still be wrong. <laughs> you'd be dead and wrong. Which, as we all know, Paul is just wrong about all of that. Strike it from the record. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Emma, is there anything you would duel? Yeah, over? this might be unpopular, but uh, I would duel somebody over them supporting changes made to the plot of Game of Thrones from the book to the TV show uh, from about season four on. So uh-huh. you find it unacceptable? That unacceptable. Changes have been made. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Specific- specifically Ooh. in regards to uh, many of the women in Game of Thrones. Uh, There have been 
several rapes that yes. were in the TV show that were not in the books mm -hmm. that were literally invented like they were and they skipped over a lot of really good source material that included lots of really interesting female characters like Daisy Mormont and Ariane Martell and I thought for With a while no rapes whatsoever yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. and then they and spoilers for Game of Thrones apparently because I stopped watching after what went down with Sansa they apparently killed Marcella. I was like that is not the plot the Dornish would never do that so yeah, yeah. that's totally what, understandable. <laughs> yeah, you know uh, what this TV she show needs rape. Yep, we need rape yep. in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yep. totally understandable. Uh, we need to murder more children. What yeah. would you duel if I insisted on pronouncing it James of Thrones? <laughs> 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 I would give you a gift, Joseph. Yes. A, a gift. gift. <laughs> would it would it be a gift of a a stuffed giraffe? She <laughs> 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 can't stop. Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys are gonna be spitting by the time this is over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my next personal Hamilton-related question is, have you ever thrown away your shot? Have you uh -huh. missed oh. a shot? Mm. Uh, I don't think so, no. You, no. you feel like you've always yeah, taken I it. Yeah, I feel like I've, whenever there was an opportunity I've, that, yeah, I just go with it. I'm the, I'm the kind of person who says yes now and figures it out later. So. <laughs> like, uh, right, right. Yeah. Paul, have you I, ever been in a place I'm, where you feel like it's that, that dramatic I, moment of, this is my chance, and... Eh, nah. I probably have. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Certainly no, like, life-changing. Yeah. I certainly, like, if no equivalent of George Washington wants me to be his first <laughs> <aid> <laughs> level of stuff. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. Oh, really? Yeah, a number of years ago, sort of at the dawn of the true thing of Twitter, and mm. uh, when it became a thing, and uh, I started the hashtag WookieLeaks. Oh, oh, right. And it's just a thing that out there, and it just, boom, it exploded. And Twitter was just interesting enough and new enough that they're like, oh, wow, we should find out what's behind this. And I live in Washington, D.C., and they asked me to go in to talk about the WookieLeaks thing. Like into the Twitter offices or? Into NPR. Oh, nice. Ah. So I, I was interviewed for this and was just so totally not prepared because I was on like zero hours of sleep and really had no idea what they're expecting and felt like I just did not represent well, and felt like if I had, it would have helped the Paul and Storm organization greatly. <laughs> right, because you could have just come out swinging, saying, well, we're Paul and Storm, we have this perspective, we've always had this perspective, this is our yeah. platform, we're bringing it to the world now, <laughs> yeah. and you could have just yeah. attacked it, right? Yeah, it just, it, it just we, felt, fell flat, and I walked away feeling like, wow, that was an opportunity. We screwed up our hashtag-generating IPO. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was already a little screwed up uh, for you because people can't spell Wookiee correctly. I mean, yeah, just a little bit. That's true. I mean, WookieLeaks mm. was amazing. I, I remember participating yeah. in it way back in the day. I was trying to think of missing a shot. I feel like I have taken a lot of shots where I feel like, now's my moment. I took the <laughs> shot. Eh, it didn't uh, work anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so annoying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the closest I can come to it is I was an assistant manager at Kinko's and some particularly obnoxious, loud people came in, and I was supposed to take their passport photos, but I, I abused my power and said, I'm going to have somebody else take the passport photos of these kind of loud, obnoxious guys. And then it turned out it was Slash from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> <laughs> so I could have taken Slash's passport photo. I could have said, please, sir, move your hair. Yeah, please remove the hat <laughs> and the glasses. That's yeah, funny. I missed my shot there. Put down the heroin. I do not know if he uses heroin. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Back in the day, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, this was this was in an in-between period, so he might have oh, been yeah. on heroin. <laughs> never know. He wasn't uh, actively using it in the photo anyway. No, <laughs> not in the passport photo. That would have been rejected, especially <laughs> since it's supposed to be just your head. <laughs> like, Let me get all this apparatus up <laughs> in here. Injecting it into his cheek or something. I don't know. We need a three-quarters photo without heroin, sir? <laughs> uh, I really love this big theme in Hamilton 
Dalton, that's about controlling your legacy of whether or not mm-hmm. you can decide what your story is, and then more importantly, can you decide who tells your story? So can you guys tell me what you would want your legacy to be and who might tell it? Hmm. Oh, that's I know. That's a great question. That is a good question. It's mm. very deep. <laughs> <laughs> you go first. <laughs> I would like my legacy to be... I'm I'm sort of going down this path of being sort of a a lady, uh, very pro-feminist voice in a lot of uh, sort of nerdy fields. Awesome. Uh, And so I think that, yeah, I I would like to be remembered as somebody who, like, really spoke to a young generation of women uh, that were into things like Star Wars and Star Trek and Transformers and all the various things that I (laughs) tend to find myself doing podcasts about. Yeah. Uh, And I would like, who would I like to tell my story? Is there anyone in your life that you trust to, to like, truly understand you and not mess up your story? Yeah, my brother, probably. I mean, if if we're talking sort of in terms of, like, personal relations very much in the way that, you know, Eliza was, uh, Elizabeth Hamilton was so essential in kind of preserving a, a lot of of the good that Al- Alexander Hamilton did in his life I think that that yeah probably my probably my brother or my roommate <laughs> <laughs> one or the other yeah Whatever. exactly <laughs> cool Paul do you have a legacy uh, you want to speak uh, of I know it's a hard question it's yeah a hard question. it is yeah. he made everyone happy <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, we, uh, we can talk through what your legacy well, is now. Like, say, yeah. Well, I'll certainly say that as far as who I would trust to tell my legacy, it'd probably be some combination of my wife and Storm because they're the two <laughs> people. Oh, thanks for I've, copping my Yeah, answer. I know. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew I had to get in because I knew you were going to say that. Uh, but, yeah, just, they're the two people I know have known the long. I, mean, I suppose I've known my parents longer, but as far as the people who've had most active roles in my life for the past Thirty years at this point, yeah, uh, where uh, almost thirty with my wife and twenty some with Storm, uh, they'd certainly have the be the most authoritative, and I would also trust them to tell it, whatever that legacy might be. Yeah, you want people who are going to be able to extrapolate when those moments come up where history can't say, "Why the hell did that person do that?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I gotta guess. So, and I'll what expand the hell is a little on. since our answer is sort of the same thing. I would, I'd like it to be. Narrated by either Tom Hanks, <laughs> naturally, or Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. Right? <laughs> I would certainly want. I would certainly want the do. lyrics to be written by Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Miranda uh, I like point. that. Uh, that or Tom Kate Hanks and, and Morgan Freeman is going to outlive. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to die well, tragically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, if Lin Manuel Miranda could just write a musical about my life, that would be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I would He's say he's a little busy right now, yeah, but I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's I'm sure he'll add it to the, the list. I would say for you guys' legacy. Certainly, you've done a lot to, I think, bring positivity to the nerd community. Sure. And when people have, I've in fact talked to people specifically about the word nerd. Like you guys do a great, a bunch of great comedy and music yourself, but you also do like concerts and running Joko Cruise that brings people together and gives people a sense of community. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a great legacy. But the nerd word in particular, like I knew people who were comfortable with geek or weirdo or whatever, but I have a couple friends who are like. Tell me why nerd is okay. I'm like, yeah, I used to have a problem with nerd because that was the one that was the most hateful. And like, yeah. my huh. friends Paul and Storm come out in front of you know a couple hundred screaming people and say, "Hello, nerds!" <laughs> I'd like to, and they all answer. scream happy. Yeah. I'd like to change my answer to Joseph Scrimshaw. There we go. The <laughs> and it's interesting you say that because I actually find uh, like not a, just sort of on a visceral level, I've always found nerd to be the the, the sort of 
least yeah. confrontational. Yeah. Like I, 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 I feel like somebody calling someone a geek versus a nerd, like the geek there is more pejorative somehow to me. I can't even necessarily yeah, articulate why. Like I think for me, geek has more of sort of a, uh, you're a social weirdo yeah. aspect, yeah. whereas nerd is just like, wow, you just sort of, you, like you really like those yeah. comic books. Or <laughs> yeah. You really love playing D&D, you nerd. Get outdoors, <laughs> why don't you? Yeah, and it's taken on that connotation now. I suppose, uh, yeah. But yeah, that yeah. was the thing that was actually said to me. So like geek, I felt like I was owning, uh, and I think especially because uh, okay. it like derives from like circus yeah. freak who bites the head off a chicken. Uh, yep. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm a geek. Yeah. And yeah, nerd is just like, mm. your pants are dumb. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that dork is the final frontier. Yeah, yeah There's I still so. shame attached to dork. Yeah. We can do more with dork. That yeah. will be the end of the, <laughs> yeah. the dork next pride. stop in the legacy. Yeah. Dork, yeah. Dork, dork pride. <laughs> dork pride, the Paul and Storm legacy musical. <laughs> Occupy dork. <laughs> a, a Hufflepuff odyssey. Oh. <laughs> oh. Someone's going to get a letter. Attached. Wow. Yes, there is. A lot of my best friends are Hufflepuffs. It's right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I believe myself to be a Hufflepuff. I haven't taken the test because I don't want to be proven wrong. Uh, so the last thing I want to do before we move on to our next segment is I want to uh, together pitch the sequel to Hamilton. What should the sequel to Hamilton be? The sequel to Hamilton should be about all of the people who tried to apologize to Eliza for the treatment of <laughs> Hamilton after his death, who she was like, no thanks. That, really? that's, that, that is actually historically true. Uh, James Monroe, I believe, tried to like come to her and publicly apologize for how you know her husband kind of disappeared from history and went down in shame because like his career in politics kind of ended after the whole sex scandal. Yeah. And so he wanted to come apologize to her and she refused to see she him. She was all, bye Felicia. Yep, yeah. yep. And, 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 then, and then the ending could be about uh, uh, Elizabeth Hamilton and Dolly Madison raising the money for the Washington Monument. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so what is this uh, uh, Eliza <laughs> refuses bullshit apologies? <laughs> yeah. What is this? What's that musical called? Back in the narrative, Back Hamilton the narrative. two. Yes. <laughs> <Nailed> it. <laughs> That's great. The re-Hamiltoning. It's so good. <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the musical Hamilton? No. Not really. Yeah, I heard it got really good reviews. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Is there anything that you would fight in a duel for? Hmm. Uh, the last Snickers bar, I guess. You know, I feel like women can drive you to do anything. So, um, probably a woman thing. What would you duel over? Ooh, probably, like, someone being a misogynistic asshole. I don't think I'd ever put my life down for that sort of thing, but I've definitely wanted to <laughs> brandish fisticuffs over some bullshit I've heard. Um, if they took Hamilton off the $10 bill, who should they replace him with? Oh, good question. Oh, man. I don't know. Probably a woman. Probably someone of color. Maybe someone who doesn't like the gender that they're traditionally supposed to. Something that embodies America, I suppose. Someone like Steve Jobs. Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Ronald yeah, Reagan I think it. Ronald Reagan should be on the tenant. Oh. He looks good, too. So that's, yeah, that's he made a really big impact, I feel like, on our country as a president. And I, yeah. think, I think he'd be worthy of being on the $10 yeah. bill. What do you want your legacy to be? I just hope I leave the world a little bit better than the way I found it, which doesn't seem like that hard a task. <laughs> Stay hydrated, first step. My personal legacy. I have always hoped that at some point in my life I could actually build a real Thunderdome that people could fight in. I'm from a small town in Kentucky, and I actually have been lobbying to build a Thunderdome in this community so that people could reenact the Mad Max battles 
There's a very post-apocalyptic kind of culture there. The natural disposition of people there is kind of reminiscent of, like, biker culture. Okay. So it would be perfect for a Thunderdome. Do you think it's pronounced GIF or JIF? Oh, man. Probably GIF. That's more fun to say, but I realize that that's the peanut butter, and so it seems like you should say GIF. GIF. I pronounce it both ways. I mean, depending on the situation, it's GIF or JIF. A uh, GIF situation would be when I'm really concerned if the person actually thinks I'm intelligent or not. And then if, if, I, just, if I don't care, I just say GIF. We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. Uh, Emma, I'll start with you. Mm-hmm. Do you think about Hamilton every day? Yes, every day. <laughs> I have not. Okay, so I think <laughs> since I downloaded the album on iTunes, not a day has gone by that I have not listened to at least a little bit of it. Okay, cool. So, yeah, every day. <laughs> Paul, do you think about Hamilton every day? Yeah, I think it probably at least like a snippet of a, a lyric or something comes up. Yeah. Are there days where you just actively set aside like, 15 minutes to just think about Hamilton. <laughs> it's Hamil time. <laughs> Stop. No, I wouldn't say I'd go quite that far, but it, it certainly just sort of it pops. It's it part of you right around. now. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Storm? Same problem. thing? Definitely part of my, my current psychological mm-hmm. fabric. Cool. Emma, have you ever had a dream about Hamilton? Mm, I'm not sure if I've had dreams about Hamilton specifically so much as, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda and David Diggs and, the whole, <laughs> like, the cast, like, okay. chilling with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, this, is, this is a common theme with my dreams since I was a kid that basically, like, I dream myself into being peers with these people. Oh, so cool. I'll have dreams that were, like, going to the movies and, like, getting pizzas. So it's, like, really mundane. <laughs> I, uh, I had the classic actor's dream of I, I had to go on as Hamilton. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Was this before or after you saw it? It was after I saw it, so it was it was even worse in a way because I was vaguely familiar with some of the staging. Mm. Yeah. But it, mostly it involved trying not to get not to run into people or or fall off of a scaffolding. <laughs> and, and sort of, I wasn't really, really upset or mad. I was mostly just like, Oh jeez, this again. I tend, to, I tend to have that a lot. Have that dream a lot. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was mostly yeah. just kinda pissed. Yeah. Whenever I have that dream, I'm just pissed that because it's always somebody else's fault in my dream that yes. they didn't tell me ahead of time that yes. I had to show. Yeah. And I would have killed it if they told me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Dream jerks. Storm, do you dream about Hamilton? No, but it's more a function of, of how my dreams are. They they tend to be more abstract. Abstract? You Like literally abstract? Storm like, just, just dreams like, about just, a Mondrian just, painting. Just dreams, yeah. shapes. <laughs> just shapes and colors and they swirl. <laughs> no, no, I've, I've certain patterns to my dreams. It, it's almost like my my subconscious is 40 years behind. Like okay. nothing has entered it, even though I'm interested in current things. Okay, it's oh. still processing. Okay, interesting. Emma, would you name a child uh, of your own after a character in Hamilton? Of course. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm uh, If I have a, a daughter somewhere along the line, I'm definitely uh, seriously considering Angelica as a name because I feel okay. like that's a uh, fallen out of practice, and uh, yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to name their baby Hercules Mulligan? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's where I was going. Yeah. At least name a, at least name have, a cat. Exactly, I, exactly. I'm, yeah, I'm going to retroactively name my daughters Hercules Mulligan and Hercules Mulligan the second. Like we actually, we did just get a puppy, and she is in fact named Angelica. Yes! Really? Not entirely. It, it wasn't like, let's name her after this character mm-hmm. so much as we like this name, and she's this character mm-hmm. we love. 
Uh, but yeah. So Are you able to just say Angelica, or do you sing it in the cadence? Angelica. <laughs> 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 I've not sung it mostly because she's mostly just Angie or Ange. Because okay. Anyway, and as much as anything, it's because my wife, when the dog gets bigger, wanted to be able to call her Big Ange. <laughs> hey, Big Ange, get over here. I like the idea of you shaming the dog. Like, Angelica, don't shit there. <laughs> uh, if you, would, you, would you name a kid, or is that too far? I know you already have kids, but if you had a surprise child. <laughs> <laughs> or you found one. Yeah. Yeah. Found one. <laughs> Oops. Um, I don't know that it would be. I, I think it would be the same thing where it would not necessarily be a direct, like, I want to name this child this because I want to name them after this okay. thing. Yeah. But I would cons- I would certainly consider you know one of the characters' names. Yeah. How about you, Storm? I would say of any of the names, the thing is, having having read the biography, you know what the flaws are. But I would say Eliza. If I would want any child to grow up and take those some of those characteristics with them, I think it would be Eliza. Just okay. She really had a good heartedness that went leaps and bounds. Like. Uh, spoiler alert! Uh, <laughs> later in her life, she founded the first private orphanage mm-hmm. and was very involved with ph- philanthropic things before it became uh, the Vogue. Maybe she mm-hmm. started that, and that beyond that, really just telling the story. I think there's a lot that's admirable about her, probably more than anyone else um, in the story. Cool, yeah. that's great. If the government tried to ban Hamilton. Emma, would you join a pro Hamilton rebellion? Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. Do you need I, to I, even I, ask. I was like, I already told a you duh. about my, how passionate I am about my the changes to Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> then you would you would kill some other. I would be leading this rebellion, probably. Okay. Like I'd be right there on the front lines. I, I would be Hamilton, being like, "Please put me in charge of a battalion." <laughs> <laughs> Please, Bernie Sanders, put me in charge. Put me in charge, Bernie. <laughs> Except you'd be leading raids to theaters to like. Exactly. Let's steal their let's steal their follow spots. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> We're gonna go put on Get Hamilton all those and source fours. They won't be o- able to do occupy, a show without lights. Occupy cats. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Would you join a rebellion? I would absolutely join the underground rebellion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're willing, to... productions in the sewer. And... Yes. <laughs> if you're gonna shoot someone over Jeff for sure. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Uh, are you also in the rebellion camp? <laughs> I, I would be a tactician. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, you'd okay. be brutal. That's, that's how yeah. I roll. Yeah. Yeah, you are a great tactician. Storm be sitting in front of the board with little Hamilton miniatures. (laughs) We deploy the Skylar sisters over here in the alley behind Havenhurst. That's right. Then we bring Hercules Mulligan around from the end. (laughs) PowerPoint of death from. (laughs) Awesome. Emma, would you break up with someone who hated Hamilton? Hated Hamilton? Yeah, if they're just like, it's dumb. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If they hate it. Because I feel like. Because it speaks to me on such a personal level, like if I were with somebody who didn't at least think it was okay and sort of see the value behind it, like I don't need to be with somebody who is obsessed, as obsessed with it as I am, certainly. But if they hated it and thought it was terrible, like there's obviously something psychologically terribly wrong with them. So why would I want to be with that person anyway? So it's beyond a taste thing. It 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 reflects certain values that you want someone Mm -hmm. to have. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, How about you? Would you divorce your wife? (laughs) (laughs) If she was like, "Eh." I don't think, so, but bearing in mind the answer uh, that was just given, you know, obviously it would be reflecting a, a much deeper problem if they absolutely hated everything about it. Yeah. I think. Right. But I don't think there's enough stuff that I love and my wife hates and vice versa. Yeah. If I'm going to throw down, it's going to be over some <laughs> far more seemingly minor issue. Yeah. <laughs> that like explodes. how many? Yeah. Uh, uh, I won't even get it. No, 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 no. I'm intrigued. No, no. Well, 
we have very different tastes in trash television. Oh. Uh. And be, now bear in mind, we both love various <laughs> types of trash television. I've, I've, I've always maintained that the perfect show for my wife would be, uh, I got to see if I can get this right, uh, a 600-pound person's <laughs> getting their house renovated <laughs> by a dog trainer <laughs> while undergoing surgery by Judge Judy. In drag. In drag. In drag. Yes, thank you, Stuart. Whereas for me, I'm more all about, like, terrible cartoon shows from okay. the 1960s uh. and, and that sort of thing. Like, just give, you know, give, me, give me a few episodes of Scooby-Doo. Uh, but only like not the Scooby Doo movies. No, no, yes. no, no, no. Like Scooby Doo, no. where are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this Scrappy Doo. Maybe Real, Laugh Real Olympics. Scooby-Doo. Laugh Olympics, absolutely. That's allowed. That's allowed. Any, <laughs> anything from ABC, nineteen seventy two through nineteen seventy nine. I'm on board. <laughs> nice, uh, nice. And never, you know, sh- she's never going to watch any of that with me. And I, I there's very, and there's not very little, but there's plenty of things she watches that I will just never plunk down and see. And we've. We've we've achieved marriage detente. Yes, yeah. and that seems like an entertainment thing. There, there's not yeah. nothing too deep there. But like with Hamilton, there's some depth. So Storm, yeah. if your wife was like, no, no Hamilton, would that uh, would that make you feel like there are big issues you need to address in the marriage? Joseph, this is not a hypothetical question. <gasps> oh <laughs> shit! Because Just got real. Well, oh, because man. as a blanket thing, uh, my wife. Despises musicals. Okay, okay, like it's I a can understand blanket this. thing. So, and I think that for me, and there are there are a lot of things like Paul was saying that we've been together a long time and we sort of understand there are things that I'll be passionate about that she won't, and vice versa. And I'm willing to give a, a complete pass because I know it's not about this particular musical, right? Right. Just the fact that it is. It a is musical. A musical. She hates the entire right. medium, and okay. I and I'm not all about musicals. Right. Like if that's right. what I liked more right. than anything, that would be a problem. Yeah, like if you wrote Hamilton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I did not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's totally understandable. I can totally get on board with that because I do really like Hamilton, but it is a musical, as we were talking yeah. about at the beginning. If yeah. you try to right. sell anybody a bill of goods that, like, no, it's not a musical, and the first one is, but a chorus of people who knew him came out and eulogized him right at the top. Like, yeah, yeah it's a yeah. fucking musical. Yeah. yeah like, like, when I get tickets for Hamilton, like, she will not be interested in going. That's right. Just a fact. But you guys have this kind of relationship where she knows that it's something that you love and she'll be excited and supportive of you yes, going. Yes, very much. Awesome. Interesting. Awesome. That's good. Okay, so this is the uh, the last question that How Obsessed Are You, which I think is new since you guys last did the okay. podcast, Fallen Storm. So we'll start with Emma because she just answered this question recently, <laughs> but I'm going to ask it again. Yeah. If you could not listen to Hamilton without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch, <laughs> would you still listen to Hamilton? Oh, man. This is harder than the last time you asked me this because, right. like, for Sailor Moon, I'm like, nah, I actually have to watch it because I do so many podcasts about it. So, <laughs> so it's a part of your job. Yeah, it's part, exactly. it's part of my job. This would not be part of my job, though, but I feel like I'm going to say, would I, would I still listen to Hamilton or would I not listen to Hamilton? Uh, I would still listen to Hamilton because it, it's something, that, and this is something that has been with me my entire life uh, being uh, the complete opposite of your wife that I love musical theater uh, (laughs) that 
musicals have just always really spoke to me uh, on a very deep emotional level and so like I literally listen to Hamilton songs to like work through feelings in okay. my wow. in my daily life yeah I would suffer the pain personally it would just to, give uh, you even more to feel exactly exactly <laughs> I just have more feelings to work through and you the, the question does offer a loved one you would take the punch yourself you wouldn't pass it off to someone who's gonna write your biography <laughs> <laughs> uh, no no I would I would take the pain myself okay okay has anybody in the history of this question said I will let my wife or husband or brother or sister or mom or dad take the crotch punch for me so I can do this thing? Yes. <laughs> uh, would I be allowed to sort of sing it myself? Like, is it just a matter of listening to it or seeing it? <laughs> no, this, I, this is that actually is a genuine yeah. question. Yeah. Like, if I could not ever have Hamilton, like, in my life, so to speak. Like, if, yeah. I, could, if I could sing it without listening to it, I'd probably be okay with that. But, like, if I weren't even allowed to sort of have that music in any way, shape, or form in my yeah. life, I'd probably take the occasional crotch punch to listen Yeah, you to can it. barter with it. I, I don't believe okay. in a world so vicious where, you're like, you're doing the dishes and you're like, mm. a line, so, and then bam. <laughs> <laughs> crotch punch. You immediately yeah. get crotch punch. Okay, but you, so you would take one, if it was, like, a Netflix subscription, it was, like, once a month and then unlimited okay. Hamilton. Wow. That's, mm. See, that's sort of different. Like, I think I could, I could if, if I were able to just sort of roll it around in my head and sing it myself, I could get by for a while on it, like I, I, even more than once a month. As it, I'm just trying to think, how many crotch punches am I willing to take, <laughs> <laughs> and am I allowed to prepare beforehand and sort of oh, yeah. tuck and adjust yeah. things? Sure, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, I'll take one a month. I, I think that'd work. <laughs> yeah. Many people barter with this question. You're yeah. the first smart enough to say, "Can I tuck and adjust?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how about you, Storm? It would be difficult to to give it up. And I would say uh, I, I would find uh, ways to, to wheedle around it. Like, I, I would much more readily take the crotch punch myself than to, to just say, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Betty gets the crotch punch. <laughs> letting, like, one of your but, cats take the right. That's terrible. Like, I, I feel like if it were someone that maybe this is a regular thing that happens to say, hey, you know, Ned, tell you what, I'll take your crotch punch for uh, the Brady Bunch. <laughs> You'll take my crotch punch for Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> the old Brady Punch, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's nice. Yeah, building yeah. society. Cool. Can you guys each make a noise to sum up your obsession with Hamilton? Hamilton. I made one before. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was so excited. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it is that sort of like guttural, like, <sighs> feeling because they're, they're so... There's just, so much. There's right. so many different yeah. emotions that so you traverse just, throughout the story. It's just kind of primal at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. Do you have a different noise other than the primal? I uh, pretty much primal all the way down. Uh, there's <laughs> some, <laughs> whoop 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 whoop. Just yeah. <laughs> and there are a number of quotes from from the musical itself. You know that you c- could be used. Ha 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 ha. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that the uh, is that the king's laugh? No, no, it's, it's uh, Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson. You don't have the votes. You oh, don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. That is great. Uh, so I have been rating people's obsessions. Okay. This is new since you guys were here. The number is always seven, and then I give a different thing. So this is going to okay. be mm-hmm. out of seven Peggy's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peggy. Oh, Poor Peggy. How obsessed with Hamilton are you? Uh Storm and Paul, you guys seem at about the same level where you really appreciate it musically. Uh, the, you have actually made an effort to go to New York twice to see it, <laughs> yeah. so that should probably change it a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So Storm, but but you have yeah, the I'd, history, but that's not technically yeah. the musical. I'd say I'd yeah. say from just our existence around each other, I'm probably one number higher than oh, Storm yeah. at least, yeah. okay, for, for sure. So I'm going to give Storm four out of seven Peggy's hmm. of obsession. I'm going to give uh, Paul five 
I thought it was seven. That. I, yeah, that's probably I where I would have rated myself. I think that's yeah. fair. Okay. And then yeah. uh, because of the I use it for actual emotional <laughs> catharsis, <laughs> I attach the events of my life to the music, which is I awesome. Do. I'm going to give that a six, out of, a six and a half wow. out of seven oh, pages. Wow. I bumped it up. <laughs> I bumped you. it up because it's so, it's so powerful yeah. and primal. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so you guys feel okay with your Peggy ratings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. We're going to do our final questions in just a second. But first, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, say where people can find you on the social medias for well, sure and anything else you want to plug. Uh, you can find me all over social media, mostly just Twitter and Instagram, uh, at Emma Fife, which is my name, E-M-M-A-F-Y-F-F-E. That is uh, all Fs as in Fred, uh, F and S. <laughs> tend to uh, sound the same when you record them into a microphone and transmit them into somebody's ears. Uh, <laughs> I I do lots of stuff, guys. Follow me on Twitter. I tweet about all I do. But most importantly, my, my sort of pride and joy is my uh, Sailor Moon podcast, uh, which if you listened to the Sailor Moon episode of Obsessed, that was me. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it is called Love and Justice. You can find it uh, if you search Sailor Moon in the podcast section of the iTunes store where like the second or third thing that pops up. The one thing that pops up before it is the Sailor Moon Crystal After Show for AfterBuzz TV, which I also host. So, <laughs> you got locked down. It's all me. Nice, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, Paul. Uh, you can find us at paulandstorm.com, a Twitter at Paul and Storm. It's mostly where we are. We have some shows coming up this summer, including with Jonathan Colton, singer-songwriter awesome. from there. Yeah. We co-host Wootstock, which is an annual variety show at San Diego Comic-Con, which is July 21st. And, and the- I'll throw to Storm for the other plug. And, and the big plug, we're also uh, co-producers of uh, the Joko Cruise, jococruise.com, which is a floating convention and music festival and summer camp. Uh, it is a seven-night cruise. Uh, it will be taking place in March of 2017. Nice. Joseph has been on it in the past. Your lovely wife has been on it. Yeah, yeah. It is amazing uh, to both perform and to attend. It's Yeah, it's an amazing explosion of nerd fun. And I feel comfortable now saying nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I feel like we've accomplished something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, so here are the final questions. I don't have anything to do with the main topic, but they can if you want. Uh, Paul, if someone made an action figure of you, what accessories would you come with? Ha! I, I can do you one better. I have an actual action. Yeah. I, uh, one year for Christmas, I had uh, little 12-inch, one-six scale action figures made of us and our old band. Mm. Oh, really? And uh, I come with, let's see, a Matrix-style overcoat, like duster, duster ah. that, that's got wires in it, so nice. it looks like the breeze is it blowing. It is badass. And I, let's see, I have two samurai swords, <laughs> a machine gun, and several pistols, Storm's action figure, has a grenade launcher, a shotgun, wow. just like real life, and <laughs> a great number of uh, of grenades. Yeah, that's my that's and my And we jam. both have badass uh, sunglasses. Nice. <laughs> nice. And you each have a cat too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little familiar. Yeah, a grenade launcher and a cat. That'd be great. <laughs> and a cat launcher. <laughs> Storm, if you could command an army of cats, coincidentally, Ooh. I do. She does. <laughs> If you could get them to do your bidding out in the world, what would you have your army of cats do for you? Deliver food to the homeless. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> and kill people. Oh. <laughs> but not the homeless. No, no, don't kill no. them. That would be really vicious. Again. Here's some soup. Ah! <laughs> Awful. Emma, yes. if you could fly, but you had to hold an object in your hand to do it, what would the object be? Oh, if I had to hold an object in my hand while flying, uh, probably a uh, travel mug. 
of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you have to keep your energy up while you fly. So, you know, I, if I just like held a reusable mug, like one of those vacuum sealed up there ones. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, what oh, I that's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At first, I thought it was just like an aggressive thing of like, if I leave my mug lying around, someone else will take it. So. <laughs> no. Got to bring it with me into no, the it's sky. it's actually very practical. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. The last question for everyone on the podcast mm. is, what is happiness? I'm going to go in the opposite order. Storm, <laughs> can you tell me to you, what is happiness? Just, just a blanket... Yeah, yeah anything, nothing to do with anything. Hamilton. Not yeah. like Hercules Mulligan is happiness. No, happiness is being around the ones you love, and for all of those people to um, to be looking after one another's happiness. Awesome. Yeah, so you can be ready to write yeah. your legacy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Paul? What is happiness to you? Happiness is. Hmm. <laughs> Now, you are I've asked many people this question and I've asked yeah. people sometimes twice like I'm asking you guys. Yeah. You are one of the few people that I remember what you said before. Wow. So, which is good because I don't. <laughs> can, you, can you tell me once we're done what I said the first sure, time? Yeah. Sure. I would say happiness is being snuggled at home in a nice comfy bed or couch. <laughs> All my loved ones are safe at home whether they're around or in their own homes or whatever. And you've got nothing on the docket. And a free, <laughs> full weekend to do with whatever you want. Wow. That is almost exactly what you said. <laughs> yeah! Somebody has their compass on straight. Hey, yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, there was I... more specificity last time. Last time you just you had a window in the morning where you could watch something without guilt. So now, uh, ah, over the years since we last did that one, you must feel like more expansive time. Yeah. yeah. You have yeah. Well, more my time. Kid, to... My kids are older. I don't have to deal with them as much. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're more self-sufficient. That is happiness. Uh, not having to deal with your yeah, kids as not much. Not having to chase <laughs> my goddamn kids around <laughs> to make sure they don't kill themselves. Nice. And you answered this recently. Do you I have anything new to recently. add I to what feel, is happiness? But I feel like, uh, actually, this, this kind of transitions really nicely, which is that I think that happiness is finding that balance between doing work that you love but also still acknowledging that it is work and you need to take time to enjoy your life hmm. i would awesome. like to change my yeah. answer <laughs> yeah. to something yeah. more sincere uh, for the rest of the history of this podcast i will just give people a printout of that yep <laughs> we'll make the rest of this much easier You're thank welcome. you guys so so very much for doing thank this you, thank absolutely. you absolutely yeah this is fun that is our podcast You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Language is fluid. From my observations, GIF, more people have gravitated towards it. The only word really that fits the pattern when you look at the thing is gift. As far as it being, the, the creator said it's this the horse pocky. There are a lot of words in history where they wanted to be called one thing. And society and the world was like, nope, that's not what it is. The whole thing where the reasoning behind it was that it was a pun off of Jif peanut butter. That's not how you spell Jif peanut butter. <laughs> so I feel like he threw away his shot in doing that, that the legitimacy is gone. 